This is a weekend for us to remember the brave men and women who sacrificed their life for us so that we can have freedom in this country, that we remember the one who's worthy of all praise and honor and glory. We've got to see a glimpse of God's glory this morning as he's glorified himself and the multiplication of his glory in individuals' lives if they have made a profession of their faith in Jesus and are following in believers' baptism and as they're seeking to allow God's glory to be made known through their lives. And I want to encourage us this morning as we, we begin to wind down this week and we'll conclude next week this sermon series that we've called The Journey. As we look at our journey with Jesus and we, we allow him to minister to us and to encourage us and to, to change and transform our lives. And I want you to ask yourself a question as we go through this week and we conclude next week. What's the next step for me? There's always a next step of what God is doing in our lives. And as we learn to hear and yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives as he communicates to us, that he will continue to glorify himself. As we look at that mission statement that we have on the wall that really comes right out of God's word, it's God's mission for the church to multiply disciples with the life-transforming gospel of Jesus Christ. There's nothing in life more important than that, to, to allow God's glory to be multiplied as lives are transformed with the gospel of Jesus Christ so that other lives can be impacted and that we could impact and reach 200,000 people with the life-transforming gospel that God has given us. So that one day every tribe, every tongue, and every nation will be represented in God's kingdom. We need to use the gifts that God has given us. And as we dive back into this sermon series and we look at how we can experience the Holy Spirit in our life, how can we can experience Him personally, we've seen how we can experience Him through the Word. We'll talk a little bit more about that today. We've, we've seen how we can experience as we come together as the body of Christ through our spiritual gift mix, through other people's spiritual gift mix as we are impacted you know, by that. But I want you to to hear this week and, and a little bit next week of how you can experience him personally in your lives so that your lives are transformed, that this personal more and more and more personal, that as we yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives, we see him open up things that, that we can. In 8, verse 16, said the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are indeed children of God. And we, we know that verse, but do we really experience that in our lives? How, how do we know that that's taking place in our lives? How is the Spirit testifying with our spirit that we are indeed children of God? You know, and, and as we go through today, I hope that that will be summer is going to be, you know, the, those things that we believe. One of them is going to be, how do we know that this is God's word, that it's infallible? How do we know that? We're going to look into those things, but God reveals himself to us through his written word, you know, through the Bible. And so if you want to experience the Holy Spirit personally in your life, you've got to be in his word. That as you read the word, things will just jump off the page at you that even though you've read the same passage over and over before, you just never saw. That's the spirit as he testifies with your spirit that, that he is God, that you are one of his children. If you turn with me to, to John chapter 16, there's an, another verse I want you to see on what, how God continues to speak to us through his Holy Spirit. So if you look at John chapter 16 and, and verse 12 and following, this is Jesus' words to his disciples before he ascended into heaven. He says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. But when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you in, into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me for what he will take is what is mine and declare to you. 
and all that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. That last phrase is what I want you to, to, to remember. He will take what is mine. The Holy Spirit will take what is Jesus, the words of God, and he will declare them in your life as he testifies to your spirit that you are indeed a son and daughter of him. We've made church something that it was never intended to be, this social club of Christians that gather on Sunday, and, and that's the only hour of spirituality in their lives. But the Holy Spirit wants to take God's word every single and He wants to testify to our spirit that we are indeed sons and daughters of Him. He wants to communicate to us. And so my encouragement to you is this, that this week you would open up God's word. It, it, and as we said before, the hunt and peck method is a little bit dangerous, but you open up. If you don't know where to start, start in the Gospels. They're Jesus' words and just start reading. Read until something jumps off the page. There's been time after time after time in my life where I'm going through difficult circumstances or I'm going through good things and I, I just need a word and I'll, I'll do that. I just read until something jumps off the page. Sometimes I have to read a few chapters. Sometimes it's one or two verses and something just jumps. I just stop. And then I pray. This is the second area, the second way that the Holy Spirit wants to testify to your spirit that you are indeed a son and daughter of him is as you read the word and something comes alive, stop and pray, ask some questions through the, through the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What does this mean? You know, sometimes it's real obvious because there's a circumstance in our life that that is speaking directly to and we immediately get it. Other times we're not so sure and ask him to reveal. You know, as you continue reading, sometimes the answer is in the verses that follow that God is communicating. He's testifying with our spirit that we are indeed sons and daughters of him. But take time to pray. The Americanized church has made prayer something that it was never intended to be. It made prayer a one-way street, a, 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 a list of, God, can you please do these things for us? And that's not all bad, but if that's 99% of your prayer life, you're missing out on allowing the Holy Spirit to communicate to you through prayer. Just like any other conversation, it's, it's a back-and-forth thing. But we have so trained ourselves just to say, good morning, Lord, and can you do this, this, and this today? But when you read God's Word, just just stop. Allow His Spirit to testify God's Word through prayer and, and allow, you know, as we do in our prayer and praise times, that we just pray God's Word back to Him. You know, a passage of Scripture that comes out, maybe there's a promise to claim or the truth of God, just pray it back to Him, praising Him for what He's revealed to you, but ask Him to reveal more. I've seen it happen in my life over and over, and I've heard stories of others that as they're praying that God does amazing things, sometimes that in the midst of those times where you're reading God's Word and you're praying and asking God to reveal that what God does, He, he may put a special burden on your heart that wasn't there before, but it, it, He places it on your heart as you are communicating with Him and as you're reading the Word and you, you come back. It, it, might be, it might be a person that you haven't thought of for a while. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night or sometime during the day, God just puts somebody on your mind that, you, you know, a lot of times we just kind of push it off to the side, but you know, there's been times where I've woken up and had somebody on my, on my mind and so I, I couldn't go back to sleep and I'll just pray. Sometimes I have no idea what that was all about, but other times if I call them on the phone, it's, it's, it never ceases to amaze me that something's going on in their life. Sometimes at the very moment that we are praying, I've heard story after story after story from parents who just felt this burden to pray for their child. There was one, one dad that his, he, he woke up in the middle of the night and, and he just felt, you need to pray for your daughter's life. 
She's in danger. So he prays. He, he prays, God, I don't know what's going on, but you know, you, you save her. Later on, he found out that the moment that he was praying, she was in a very severe auto accident. Should have died. But God answered his prayer that one of the witnesses of that accident happened to be an ER doc. If he wasn't there, she'd have died. Saved her life. Other stories of, you know, things that are very, very similar to that, that God, as we learn to yield to the Holy Spirit, we learn to listen to the Holy Spirit as we study the word and we pray and we let the Spirit speak to ours. Sometimes in prayer, he gives us special burdens, whether it's for people. Sometimes it's special burdens. And we'll talk about this in, in a second, but special burdens for people, groups or certain things that God is he's stirring our soul to be a part of. But you don't get there if you just skim the word and say, OK, I read a chapter today. But oftentimes as we're reading the word and we're spending time in the prayer, not only does it give us special burdens for people or things, sometimes it gives us special insights in the things that are going on in our lives. As we've been going through the series, The Journey with Jesus, I've heard story after story of what God's doing in your life. In fact, even just this week, God said, nope, I got a different plan. I've heard people that were told, you know, years ago that they had cancer, you know, and, and you better get your affairs in order. And God had different plans. Twenty five years later, God still glorified himself. You hear story after story after story of God glorifying himself in this body of believers. And if he's doing it just in this body of believers, how much is he doing it all around the world? That if we would slow down and yield to the Holy Spirit, our eyes would be opened up to things that are beyond our wildest imagination as God is glorifying himself. Sometimes God gives special insights, you know, as I've been reading the word, whether it's a difficulty in my life or a challenge, or I, I, I just need a word from God. He gives it to me through the word. And then as I pray about it more, he opens my eyes up to things that maybe I didn't understand of why this is happening, or he gives me a different perspective that allows me to see it, that it but it only comes through prayer. And you might think I'm crazy. And you'd be going to give you some times in scripture where the same thing happens, where God gives special insights. Remember Paul there was numerous times he was shipwrecked, but one of the times God kind of gave him a forewarning of what was going to happen. It prepared his heart and God glorified himself. And in Acts chapter 11, Agabus, the prophet, God warned that there's going to be a famine. And, and, and the church was able to get prepared for this famine so that they could minister to the Roman world at the time. You know, God, as we yield to the Holy Spirit, sometimes gives us special insight. Sometimes he takes you to a portion of scripture and that the, the very portion that jumps off the page for you that day may not make any sense until later on in the day where God has you intersect with somebody else's life. And the very thing that they're struggling with has exactly to do with what God revealed to you that morning. And you're able to take that verse and share it to them and extend God's glory in their life and encourage them and draw them closer to Jesus. That only comes as we seek God's word, as we pray in the spirit and say, God, get revealed through the spirit these things that I need for today. Reveal later on throughout the day what it is that you want me to be a part of. And so sometimes as we do that, he gives us a burden. He gives us insights. But sometimes he gives us, we, call, we can call them holy passions, that he burdens our hearts so much that we just have this passion for things that we never even thought about before. You know, in, in our church, we have a, a number of people that just have, I would say, a holy passion for the homeless they they just want to care for and love on people that that need jesus i believe that comes as we yield to the holy spirit we have other people that have passions for certain groups of people in the world that they're feeling god's calling on their lives to to invest financially and invest spiritually as we allow the holy spirit to speak as our spirit and to testify with our spirit 
when our goal is just to glorify God, through the yielding of the Holy Spirit, God does amazing things. He did it all throughout the Old Testament. He did it all throughout the New Testament. And he still wants to do it today because God is in the business of bringing himself glory in ways that we can't take credit for. Think about young David. All he wanted to do was glorify God. And so daddy says, hey, why don't you take lunch to your brothers? They're out there on the battlefield with the Philistines. Why don't you go check it out here and take lunch to them? And so he's coming, he's delivering lunch. You know, probably being the youngest brother, he's thinking, oh, here we go again. My older brother's going to pick on me. And he shows up on the scene and what's going on? The biggest man and the biggest loud mouth and probably all the world at the time is sitting there insulting God. And David shows up on the scenes. Now, do you think he went there with plans of fighting Goliath? No. You think even when he showed up that he had plans? No, but he wanted to glorify God. And David, who was sensitive to the Holy Spirit in his life, you know, felt the Spirit saying, it's time for me to bring myself glory. And he decides he's going to fight. This little shrimp, the whole Israeli army's right there, and this little shrimp says, I'll take him on. We know the story. Saul says, well, take my gear, and it's too big for him even to, to carry, let alone going out there. So he walks out there. He picks up a couple pebbles with his slingshot. Are you kidding me? But as he yielded to what God was saying in his life, God glorified himself so that everybody there knew there was one true God. How about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who are plugged out of their, their country and put into a country that can't stand God? In fact, the only person you're allowed to worship was the king. Yeah, and, and they didn't compromise. They didn't compromise their diet. They didn't compromise their obedience to God. They didn't compromise anything. And what they thought they were going to survive? Of course not. But even going to what they thought was their death, they were going to glorify God. And what did God do? God showed up and he glorified himself so that everybody knew there was one true God. If we're going to see that mission take place where we are multiplying disciple makers and we see 200,000 people reached and impact with the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's only going to take place as we yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives, allow the Spirit to work through us. And that only works as we're in God's Word, as we take time to pray, where prayer is this two-way street. We're listening to what God has to say. And then no matter how weirded out we are about what God's saying, we yield. And by obedience, we do what He asks us to do. And just as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, it doesn't make any sense. But they walk by faith, and then God shows up. And everybody knew there's one true God. So as we come to our time of invitation, what's the next step for you? Maybe for some of you, this relationship that we're talking about doesn't make sense and you need to pursue it a little bit more to get more. It, it might mean that you need to join this church or the church that you attend. You might need a member of this church to help make God's glory known as a body of believers. You know, as we move forward as a church, we need people to step up in the positions and to serve. It may be something like the group of people that went out to the church that we're partnering with in Richmond, an international church in Richmond. We just went and used our hands to serve them and help take a building that is dilapidated and a bunch of sheds that they're using for their Sunday school rooms and to make it a little bit better so that they can reach West Africans in Richmond for Jesus. Maybe God's calling you to be a part of something like that where you use your hands for God's glory. Maybe God's calling you to, to serve in the youth group or serve in the children's ministry or maybe God's calling you to be a Sunday school teacher because we need a whole lot more. If we're going to do that, there can be no bench warmers on God's team. We need to yield to the Holy Spirit in our lives 
both while we're assembled together as believers, but even more so as we're out in the community that God uses wherever we are as we yield to the Holy Spirit to touch and transform lives with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so as we come to this song of invitation, what's the next step for you? Even now as we, we bow in prayer, I ask that you would ask the Holy Spirit to reveal that to you. And even though you may not know what that is, here's the key. Are you willing to do whatever it is that he reveals? If so, I want you just to make that commitment to him. Say, God, I don't know what it is, but I'm willing to yield to you so that you for today. I thank you for how we've seen your glory being revealed in the lives of people who have come to faith in you and are following believers' baptism. God, we, we all want to yield to you. We want to have a story similar to those that we read in the Word that we can see that you did something amazing that we would never be able to do ourselves. That you glorified yourself and multiplied your glory through our lives and impacted other lives with the gospel of Jesus. God, we, we so desperately want to be a church. that as we look back, we know it wasn't us. But we know that you showed up and you glorified yourself here in Williamsburg and all around the world, impacting lives. God, I pray that you would reveal to each of us what the next step is so that we can walk in obedience. In Jesus' name, amen.